All right, so joining us today, our guest is Connor Orr, a writer and reporter for Around the NFL and NFL.com. Welcome, Connor, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we certainly appreciate it. Connor actually has two articles out there that we'll link up to on social media and in the podcast description. Um, One related to the comment uh, Dave Caldwell actually made in his presser uh, regarding uh, Tom Coughlin being a candidate for 2017 head coach and also a really extensive and sort of awesome list of additional candidates to consider as well. Um, So we'll definitely throw those links up. But uh, just to kind of get started, uh, we'll start with Coughlin. Um, Your article actually had some really good quotes from uh, Kevin Gilbride, the the former Jags offensive coordinator and and longtime Coughlin colleague, um, who seems to – I don't know if I – if I'm taking it the right way, but he seems to basically confirm that either Coughlin or either is ready and, and willing to be coach or for the Jaguars or at least in the NFL. Like, how did you kind of read that interview with Gilbride? I think the one major takeaway was that if there was a job, I think that would lure him back um, from kind of semi-retirement. It would be this job. Um, you know, he has um, half of his family lives down there. Uh, he built a house down there. And, um, you know, if, it, if it's not the Giants calling where the other half of his family lives, I think this probably makes the most sense to him. And uh, he's made it clear over the last year that he's still interested in coaching. So at that point, it kind of uh, requires you to do your own math. But uh, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely something that he's very interested in. So would you say because I know some of the talk has also been that Coughlin would be considered in sort of a front office role either replacing Caldwell or sort of in a, in a higher position above Caldwell. Um, do you think it's more likely that, that he's going to be a head coach just based on the comments, or do you think the personnel role is something that uh, is still out there for him? I think it all depends on what kind of staff he's going to be able to put together. And this is just my own uh, thoughts, but, you know, he had a lot of young, good young assistants uh, in New York, and now they're kind of spread out between the Giants and the Texans, if he could bring some of those guys back and kind of have an heir apparent on the staff, I think that he'd be more likely to be considered a head coach. But um, if not, uh, if he couldn't put the staff together, I think that they would want him in some sort of a VP role because, I, one, I think it's a, it's a nice sell to the fans. Um, he's He's been the most successful coach in franchise history, and I think that would sort of, Uh, make the transition a little bit smoother uh, than maybe some other people that they were trying to bring in. Yeah, this is Derek Connor. I I, uh, agree with Coughlin and his staff. And, um, you know, we've been debating back and forth ourselves the last couple days. I'm actually on the McDaniels train uh, just because he's an offensive coach. And I really want to see some competition at the QB position uh, as well as a coach that's going to get inside Bortles head. Not to say Coughlin couldn't do that, but just an offensive-minded coach. So uh, what do you think about uh, McDaniels coming down? Like, what do you think his his kind of style would be like? Well, I think the one advantage of luring him there is that the general manager is already very friendly with him. They come from as a similar tree. Uh, They're both friends. They both run in the same circle. And uh, I think it it would make a lot of sense. I think maybe part of the reason that they wanted to open up the coaching search as early as they did is because McDaniels will also be targeted by the Rams. And I think he'll be one of their um, premier candidates. Uh, I, I think there's no doubt that it's him and Mike Smith in terms of kind of the best coaches on the market right now. And I think that if, um, if 
Caldwell and Chad Connor able to sell him on, on sort of the vision down there to promise him the same sort of long leash that they gave Gus Bradley, I think it would make a lot of sense. But I think that that pitch and I think the money and I think a lot of things need to come together uh, a little bit smoother than the Rams, who I would be very surprised if they didn't make some sort of a presentation to Josh McDaniels, too. And if uh, and the whole Bortles situation, uh, you think Garoppolo follows him? You know, we definitely have cap room, so we have money. That's not the problem. But you think you think Garoppolo comes down to? Uh, I think it would definitely be interesting. It would add another hat into the ring, right? Uh, I think what Caldwell said, uh, and I believe, is that they're going to keep their options on the table. I don't think they want to lose um, a good head coach just because they're hell-bent on making him the quarterback of the future. Um, I think they're going to try very hard because I think he's got a high ceiling, but at the same time, we've seen that there's definitely that potential to uh, to regress and to and to drop back into old bad habits. So we'll see, uh, you know, kind of where they want to go with it. But um, I, I would guess that if Garoppolo's in the equation, I mean, you know, I think there's already some other teams that will be in the bidding for him. We'll see if Jacksonville is interested because in it. it won't just be money. Remember, I mean, it might be picks. It'll be, um, you know, all sorts of stuff to to try to get him away from New England uh, with with some time left on his deal. Hey, so Connor, this is uh, it's JK3 here. So while we'll, we'll stay in New England. Uh, we'll, we'll stay up there. And since you're talking about heir parents, and I'll try to marry these a little bit together with you. You know, a lot of people were talking about uh, Patricia. You know, whether uh, you know he, the de- defensive coordinator, whether he's going to be the next in line to replace Belichick, or you know if he's you know apt and ready to go right now. Um, you did mention him as uh, you know someone who's not going to you know waste any time. Uh, you know, bringing in new personnel or bringing in new pieces to the puzzle, kind of a, a guy that's going to make some, uh, you know, you hand him lemons and he's going to make some beef stew out of it already. So, um, you know, what, what, what do you think, um, you know, people are going to, you know, react to and, you know, how do you think, um, you know, you think he'll be a good fit here in Jacksonville, uh, you know, based off of the type of crowd that we have and, and the type of uh, fandom we have here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he gets sort of a reputation as someone who, uh, who isn't very much of a people person, but I would put him on par with Gus in terms of what he'll be for the community outside of the coaching role. I think he's great with people. I think he'll be able to energize, um, a fan base. And, uh, you know, out of, I mean, if we're talking all the available head coaching candidates, I don't think there's a smarter person out there, a more well organized person out there. And, uh, you know, if you, if you talk to people that are connected with him all the way back to when he was a college football player, that's ever, that's, that's the only thing that anyone ever thought he would be as an NFL head coach. So I think it's, uh, it'll be interesting. They've got a lot of pieces on defense, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, things to move around, uh, at his disposal, um, especially some of the stuff that they brought in in this year's draft. So I think he would be interesting, uh, though I think that they kind of need to, uh, to really hammer down uh, some of their problems on offense too. Yeah, I on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate uh, Matt Patricia's beard? <laughs> uh, well, I I uh, I think he might have to shave that if he's going to be uh, if he's if he's going for interviews. He didn't he didn't cut it last year when he went to go talk to the Browns, but I think before any sort of uh, introductory press conference, that might disappear. Uh, because as you know, the, the reason that he grows it and the reason that he wears bright red on the sidelines is it's 
so his players can find him uh, if they ever need some advice. And so uh, it's more of a gimmick right now than anything. But I, I think uh, maybe an owner, uh, a different owner, uh, would uh, would encourage him to clean up the look a little bit for uh, for the fancy parties and all that stuff. I don't know, because Shad Khan has pretty much the sweetest, our owner has pretty much the sweetest mustache in the world, so I think it fits in, actually. Um, but, <laughs> That's very true. But one guy who actually maybe isn't on your list now, but you know, perhaps when, when you do another revision, um, I don't know if you would consider adding him, is Mike Smith, only because uh, you know he was talked about quite a bit recently just because of the fact that he's the former defensive coordinator here under Jack Del Rio. Um, he had a success in Atlanta and, uh, you know, also worked with Caldwell there as well um, when Caldwell was in Atlanta. But, you know, he's had a good year as defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. You know, a lot of people are saying he has a really good chance at uh, being hired here. You know, what are your thoughts on Smith to Jacksonville? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's on my latest list. And I think that um, what what is the draw for him is he's one of the few former head coaches out there um, that were fired after a winning record. Uh, he had a lot of success in Atlanta, and I think they just kind of wanted to change uh, change their tune a little bit, which is why he got let go. But I think there's a lot of advantages to hiring Mike Smith. I think he's one of the better guys in terms of just someone who will knock an interview out of the park. From everything I heard from his interview with the Giants last year, a lot of people expected them to hire him. Um, but the prospect of not being able to keep Ben McAdoo is kind of what what made them uh, make the decision that they did. But uh, Mike Smith is going to be great. He's going to be excellent for the defense. You've seen what he's done in Tampa Bay with just a couple months and those guys. And the other advantage is he's going to be able to bring probably the best staff out of any head coach on the market. Uh, a lot of people love working for him. Um, you know, he's a very nice guy. Uh, he's great in the community, great with the media. And I think he would uh, he would be an instant fit in terms of, his personality and, and everything that he brings in Jacksonville. One candidate you have on here that is uh, interesting to me that a uh, guy still trying to figure out is Edgar Bennett. You know, he's a Jacksonville native. Uh, I, I saw him play as a boy w- when I was a boy in high school and in college. First FSU game I ever went to, he played Brett Favre in Southern Miss uh, here in the stadium <laughs> in town. So uh, definitely a lot of history with him, but, uh, what, can you tell anything about Bennett? I know McCarthy and the play call situation, but does he get serious looks as a head coach, or does he still need to just spend some time at OC? Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Ben McAdoo got to branch out um, to the Giants without really calling any plays in Green Bay, and it, and, it, and it's worked out, and I think that's going to influence some owners. But the, the good thing that I heard about Bennett was just that he's he's already kind of perfected that CEO role in terms of, how do, how do you manage guys? Um, you know, how do you motivate people? And when you're looking at a prospective head coach, that's really 90% of the battle because a lot of times nowadays you don't want your head coach calling plays offensively or defensively. If you look at the most successful coaches in the league, they're the ones that are able to delegate their power. And uh, so I, I think Edgar would be an interesting fit in that respect because the Green Bay tree is always very sought after. People want coaches from there. Um, and they want people to build that kind of culture. And, uh, you know, he, he's been learning there for a long time. And honestly, I thought he should have gotten the chance to call plays somewhere else by now. I think a lot of people are, uh, are sleeping on his, uh, his potential. And McCarthy better, uh, do something soon because they're, they're definitely flipping and rolling the dice there. <laughs> and they look good one week and bad the next. So 
so I had a, a, a couple, two, two other names that I, I wanted to throw out there. Um, you know, one being, you know, Sean Payton, you know, it's out there right now that, um, you know, the Saints are looking to shop him around for trades, um, you know, et cetera. What, what do you think, um, you know, would, would bring him to Jacksonville or, you know, what do you think that the Saints are looking to probably part ways with? Well, I mean, I think you'd have to look back at, at some of the, the head coaching trades, the big ones for perspective. I mean, uh, John Gruden comes to mind and that costs a lot of picks. I mean, that was, uh, first and second round picks, uh, you know, not really a small price to pay. And although that, that rewarded Tampa Bay with the Super Bowl eventually, uh, you know, it was something that set their personnel back for a long time. And I think Dave Caldwell is of the school, um, of thought that you want to improve your chances in the draft and you want as many high draft picks as possible. This will be another top five pick for them. And, and even if they've squandered them in the past, I think that they've done a better job of sort of amassing some, uh, some young talent. So, uh, I would be surprised, honestly, if, uh, if Peyton left New Orleans. I think they're kind of destined to be together for a long time, uh, unless the Rams get super aggressive. And I don't also think that that's the right fit for Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville either needs someone with a ton of experience, like, uh, like Tom Coughlin, who's, who's been around for decades and has coached at the college level. Um, as well, or I think they need someone like McDaniel's who's very young, who's connected to that generation and who can, uh, who can motivate those guys from the ground up. I think anything in between, uh, might get you kind of in the same, in the same sort of mess that they're in now. Sure. Now, I mean, you just kind of did answer my, my next question, but you know, because it's one of the hot names and he's in Detroit right now. Um, but I mean, what do you think about, uh, the possibility with, uh, with Jim Bob Cooter? I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think that he'll do, and this is just my opinion, but I think he'll do a lot of uh, informational interviews this off season. A lot of times what owners will do is they'll bring guys in that are doing some innovative things, not because they want to necessarily hire them as a head coach, but because they want to figure out how they're running their offense and, and, and why they're doing the things that they're doing it. So. I think that that might be sort of his introduction into the interview pool. Uh, certainly he's earned it. He kind of comes from, uh, if you listen to him talk, almost sounds like a Peyton Manning, um, in, in, in his delivery and, uh, everyone that he plays with, uh, seems to really like him. So I think it would be an interesting fit. Although, um, you know, like Gus Bradley, you're kind of bringing in a coordinator that's a little bit in over his head, maybe at first. And I think that that mm-hmm. might scare off, um, the Jaguars because, this is a hire that they, they can't afford to screw up. No, nobody else in the league has this much young talent, uh, moldable talent. And I think that, uh, they, they really do have to nail it with this hire. Yeah. I mean, and besides, I mean, he does have like the most Jacksonville name ever. So I mean, he, 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 he fit right in. <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, aside from the names we discussed, I guess the, the biggest thing, uh, at this point that we're kind of curious about is if, if you were to guess right now, who would you say in a few weeks are the one or two, let's just say two candidates who've been interviewed and are probably the most seriously considered candidates for next head coach of the Jaguars, in your opinion? Well, I think it's all going to depend on, you know, I don't know if it necessarily hinges on on the Tom Coughlin interview. I think that the the one thing, uh, the nice thing about the Rooney rule is it's going to have to force Jacksonville to 
to interview some people that might not be on their radar, but I think might open their minds a little bit to to some candidates. I don't know if you remember, but they had spoken with um, Bill's offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, for their offensive coordinator job a couple years back. And Mm -hmm. he's sort of risen to the top in terms of guys that deserve uh, consideration for head coaching jobs. I think he'd be an excellent head coach. And my hope is that, and my hope is really for every team, is that that slows them down and forces them um, to be a little bit more open-minded with the process. But um, I, I think we'll hear a lot about Tom Coughlin in the coming weeks. I think it'll depend on if he can get guys like Sean Ryan to come, uh, you know, from the Texans, or, um, you know, if he can get guys like Dave Merritt to come from the Giants, really young people who understand the way that he wants to do things. And if not, I mean, I would be very interested to see what a Josh McDaniels interview looks like if he wants to come down, if Caldwell can convince him that this is a place where he can win. You're in a division against Bill O'Brien, who's a guy that also knows the, the Patriot way well. So I, I'll be very interested. But those are definitely the two names that uh, that I'm looking at right now. In addition to Mike Smith, um, I, I think those are the guys that you got to keep an eye on. All right. Well, awesome. Well, we really appreciate it, Connor. We'll definitely link to your articles. And uh, and also, uh, if you want to throw out um, your uh, Twitter handle, I think it's just basically at Connor or uh, C-O-N-O-R-O-R-R on Twitter. Um, you know, if That's people it. Wanna, yep. People want to follow you on Twitter. Um, you actually were tweeting quite a bit about the Jaguars recently in terms of Caldwell, the press conference. And uh, I think you even threw a shout out for our uh, pools in our stadium. So we appreciate that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we appreciate you well, being thank on. thank you guys very much for having me on. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah awesome. Thanks, thank, you. thank you. Have a good night. All right, have a good one, guys. Yeah, take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.